And it says the rain came for 40 days and 40 nights. This was no monsoon. This was the Lord, the creator of the world, who had separated the waters above and below and created dry ground, opening the waters of the deep. Fissures, geysers, cracks. The water poured forth on the earth and fell down from above. And for 40 days the water rose. Until it says that even the highest mountain at that time was covered by over 20 feet of water. And it emphasizes over everything died. This is something that is to teach us to be watchful. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with Rock Solid Hope and Rim Country. December 1st, 2019. Genesis chapter 6 and 7. The Christmas manger scene is often depicted as overly cute. And I get it. They want to make it safe for marketing so that they can sell children's books and put manger displays up on the shelf. But we know that the on-site maternity ward at Bethlehem probably was not like what we see with cleanly dressed shepherds and angels. What's even worse is when they do this same technique with the account of Noah and the flood. Noah is depicted as a man with a fluffy gray beard and the animals are peering out the windows of an ark which looks like a boat which is only fit to be tossed into the bathtub for a toy for a toddler or maybe put on the shelf next to the manger. But the flood was not clean and cute. It was frightening. It came on the earth as something shocking, sudden, and surreal. That's why we see this morning Jesus points to the, uh, the story of Noah. And he says that this is something that is to teach us to be watchful. So this morning we go back to Genesis 6 and 7. And we see how the story of Noah teaches us watch. First of all, the account of Noah and the, the great flood is not a myth, as some try to make it to be. Even some Christian scholars will try to dismiss the, uh, this section of the Bible as somehow just a, a Hebrew fairy tale. But this story does not belong to the Hebrews nor to the fairy tale books. It is recorded on the pages of Holy Scripture, and it is recorded as real history for all people. It's mentioned by Moses as a real event. It's repeated and affirmed in the Psalms as a real historical event. The Apostle Peter refers to it to teach a lesson. And also, if that's not enough, Jesus mentions it as real. And as real history, what is recorded regarding the great flood has something to say for all people and for you and for me. Brothers and sisters, we, we turn to that account, back to the source, to examine what God would have us learn. As we look at this account and we see the flood, it's about 1,600 years at the time after the creation of the world. See, from the time of Adam, who fell into sin, all the way up to Noah, it didn't take long for the world to succumb to the curse of sin. We read of the terrible fate of mankind as they all turn aside. It doesn't just say that those around Noah were evil. It says all the world was corrupt. We read of people boasting of their own deeds and strength and threatening to kill others who threaten to harm them. And the world is full of violence. 
God's creation ruined and fallen under the curse of sin. How did this happen? Yes, there were, there were people that still worshipped the Lord. In fact, as we look at the early accounts in Genesis, it says there are two camps. There are those who are the sons of Cain and those who are the sons of Seth. They're also described as those who are the sons of God and daughters of men. And as these two groups are described, it's clear Scripture is speaking about believers and unbelievers. There are those who walk according to their own ways, their own plans, and those who are listening to the Lord and worshiping the Lord. Men like Enoch, great-grandfather of Noah, it says, walked with God. And it says Noah did such, meaning he lived in fear of the Lord and trusted in his God. The writer to the Hebrews says that someone like Noah was righteous through faith because he trusted in God's promise and listened to God's word. And yet, what happened? So few were left. The world, it seems, the, the sons of God, the believers, had turned aside from the truth and they became corrupted as they lost faith. Sadly, Scripture warns that the sons of God married the daughters of men. That is, believers put aside the most important thing, that is the Word of God, when choosing and making the most important decision in their life, who to marry. And they chose worldly attraction and beauty and disregarded what really counted, the Word of God. And so the Scripture describes for us in this way, many people, generation after generation, turned aside from the Lord. Certainly a warning for us. If, if you know someone or you're thinking about getting married, find someone who walks with God. And this picture of all those who, whose plans were for their own plans, there stands out in Scripture one man and his family, Noah. It says Noah did walk with God. He did live in fear of the Lord. Noah did trust the Lord and hold to his promises. And Noah, unlike the rest of the world, was looking for the plans of God. God did reveal his plans to Noah. He told Noah that the world, which was corrupt in sin, was going to be destroyed. It had 120 years left. And God made his plan very clear to Noah. He said, I am going to bring a flood to destroy all mankind and all living creatures. Can you imagine Noah's head swirling as he pictures all of his acquaintances, all the people he knows, and all those who are going to die? You can imagine Noah suddenly became very watchful as he knew the end was coming. God's directions for Noah were quite clear. He said, build an ark, which is a box. Essentially, it would have been a barge. In length, it would have been over a football field and a half. In height, four stories tall. And this box was to hold Noah. This barge was to hold him and all the creatures that God was going to bring to him. Some estimate that the phrase, according to their kinds, would have meant somewhere between 1,500 and 2,600 species. These, along with Noah and his family, his sons and his wife, were to be lifted up in that barge, spared from the destruction of the waters around them. Now, it doesn't really record at this point much of what Noah said to God or what Noah even says at all. But that doesn't matter. It simply says, Noah did everything the Lord commanded him. Imagine that wasn't easy, right? Might people make fun of you for believing the account of Noah and the great flood? 
How much more do you think they ridiculed and mocked, as the scriptures say, Moses, how much they mocked Noah for building that ark? 120 years of ridicule. As it says, Noah functioned as a preacher of righteousness during that time to all those around him. But then, when the waters began to come down, Noah and his family and all the creatures that God had brought to them were gathered safely within that barge, that ark. And it says the rain came for 40 days and 40 nights. This was no monsoon. This was the Lord, the creator of the world, who had separated the waters above and below and created dry ground, opening the waters of the deep. Fissures, geysers, cracks. The water poured forth on the earth and fell down from above. And 40 days the water rose. Until it says that even the highest mountain at that time was covered by over 20 feet of water. And it emphasizes over everything died. Can you imagine Noah and his family as they hear the water hitting the side of the boat and the swaying for 40 days? And then after that, months and months of receding and receding, Noah sends out a raven to search for land. The ark stops swaying in the seas and it rests in the middle of three continents, what is now eastern Turkey. But then there's still water everywhere. Noah sends out a, another creature when the, the raven returns with no sign and the dove comes back with signs of life. Finally, after over a year, Noah, his three sons, his wife, come out of the ark onto the newness of dry ground in the earth. God's plan had been carried out. Every living thing, save for what was in the ark, had perished. But God's plan was fulfilled he spared and saved Noah and those creatures. What we see from this is certainly God is patient, right? Yes, God, as he does now, is patient with this world. At the time of Noah, he said 120 years. Noah, a preacher of righteousness for 120 years. And yet, there comes a time when his patience ends. And God will say to this world, as it turns aside from him in unbelief, and dismisses his word, enough. And he'll say the most terrifying thing that any sinner can hear God say is, all right, have it your way. As he leaves them to face his wrath without mercy. When Noah and his family found the mercy of God, they discovered the importance of watching, listening to the word of our God. Watch. The implications from this count are great for us, aren't they? Jesus tells you and me, he says, just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be when he comes again. That is, just as everybody dismissed God's word, they dismissed walking with God, turned to their own plans, and suddenly the judgment came unexpected. So will it be in the times of today, the end of the age when Jesus returns. Do you see that today? Do you see those who are dismissing God's word, turning aside from the truth? Could it be that Christians that once held to God's word might succumb to the temptation to forget and dismiss that word? Could it be that you and I could allow our watchfulness to become stagnant as we cling to and chase after the things of this life 
instead of God's plans and lose carelessness, lose our watchfulness. Jesus, when he speaks about his coming, makes a question. How would that question be answered when he says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? How do you see the world as it is today? Are there those who still cling to and hold to the truth? Are there many who turned aside from the truth? Watch, Jesus says. And yet, the story of Noah, it's not the story of how the world changed. It's not the story of the great flood. It is called by the Holy Spirit, the account of Noah. It is about God's mercy for him and his family. It is about God, though he should have destroyed this world, made a covenant and spared those who trusted him. The main lesson from the story of Noah is a gracious God who spares and gives refuge to those who turn to him. Probably wasn't too pretty of a picture when Jesus came to this world. That scene of God in the flesh coming down. But really, wasn't that the most beautiful picture? God had come to carry out his plan and to rescue his people. And he didn't take 120 years to do it. He did it in a single day. As he suffered for and on behalf of his people the punishment and wrath that they deserved. And he did this to rescue us, to rescue you and me from the coming judgment. So that those who walk with God, that is those who trust in him, are rescued from the coming wrath in Christ and are found safe in his church. The Apostle Peter says, just as those in the flood were saved as the ark lifted them up, so you are saved who are washed in baptism and by spirit, the Holy Spirit, have faith. Trusting in your God in his church, you remain in a refuge that cannot be shaken and will stand in the judgment. In Christ, and as a part of his holy church, you are secure and safe. But Jesus says, watch. Be ready for that coming. Continue to hold to that word and that truth. Continue to, like Noah, to speak of that word and make God's plan the most important plan. Watch. Certainly it wasn't a pretty picture as the, the floodwaters came and the whole world was destroyed, save those eight who still held on to God. But imagine how amazing that picture was when they came out of the ark. There is a pretty picture. The sky with the rainbow and the people of God rescued from death and certain destruction by the mercy of God because they trusted in him. And even through those 40 days that the rain came down, the time of testing and trial, they trusted in his covenant and his goodness. God had rescued his people and brought them to a newness of life. So it will be with you who are in the church and all those who trust in God. There will be newness of life. And someday we will see a far prettier picture than we do today when Christ comes again. So as we look at this account, this real history. Remember the story of Noah. Watch 